Welcome to the Dilettante Nomad. I'm your host, BC. On today's program, I meet upstate New York musician Mark Clayton, singer-songwriter down in Orlando, Florida. And we talk about the aging process, the music industry, tripping, shit, life in general, what it does to us after a while. Check it out as I stumble through this conversation. We got a lot of great music throughout the show, man. I don't know how good this records yet. This is a, a new trial. Task. So, no, we'll, we'll go with it. I think it should be good, right? Tascam. Tascam, it's old school right there. I remember you gave me my first Tascam 4-track uh, analog cassette recorder. Tascam 424. Yeah. Which was an upgrade from the Fostex tape, 4-track tape recorder. And what was the upgrade? The upgrade was the variable um, speed by which you could run the tape, and the faster you ran the tape, the better the quality. Okay. But you can only fit. You could. You, you were only able to fit so many songs when you ran it fast. Like half speed or something. Maybe. Yeah, if you ran at half speed, you could fit more songs, but you'd fit less songs by running it at a higher quality. I don't know. I just remember that that uh, four track analog recorder did me a lot of justice through uh, my teenage years, and now I kick myself that I don't have a cassette recorder and I have a bunch of those tapes still, and I want to kick back and like listen to them, yeah. but I can't do it. Yeah, I have a I 33 gallon total full of cassettes. It's make me feel real sad, turn my good time bad. bad. Something to the means. If the means justify the ends. Yeah. The ends justify the, the means. means. Yeah, and it's because that's the only way it comes out. But I mean, obviously, you, you've you've been creating music and, and poetry, art for many years. Um, do you ever feel like sometimes that it's meaningless? Yeah, easily. Yeah, and and you get like that the older you get. But I only say that because there's a lot of things I look back on that I invested so much time into the art and the craft of music without even thinking about how fast the time was passing and how many other things that I 
maybe would have liked to have done, and quite honestly, there aren't many, so I actually have no regrets about the craft because. A lot of years. musician I'll just be a musician who's constantly journeying you know and, and I think that's it that I think everybody like I I relate to that just so you, you, know. you you don't feel like it's for nil no or for not no 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 no, no, no. no. yeah no. so and, and as as you know and, and it's easy for me to say that I'm a fan because I, I've been a fan for my whole life and you know I've looked up to you for my entire existence, you know, as uh, a musician and as an artist. And, Poor and kid. I know. <laughs> Years of your life yeah. wasted on looking at your brother. You're telling me I had a, I, I, I've had to come to a realization to be like, this is one of the people I look up to? No. <laughs> but, uh, no, but, but for real, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I've been a fan and I, I've been a, a student of your art and you know, as somebody that also acknowledges other artists that are become uh, recognized, I guess is the yeah. best word, because yeah. really, like, there's millions of artists that don't get recognized through their time as musicians or artists, and uh, recognized artists, I, I look at sometimes their plot of work, and then I look at your plot of work, and sometimes I question, why did it happen to them and not to you? You know, and... and, and it's a good I'm, question. I'm sure you've questioned that same sentiment before. And unfortunately, I've been exposed to the truths of that that question, and I've learned a lot. And every musician will tell you the same thing. It's it's not necessarily about the talent that you have. It's it's about the talent of how to get to know people. <laughs> that are kind of plugged in and can kind of help you along the way and finding the one person to, to help you and it's about who you know and being at the timing, being at the right place at the right time. Um, and it's also, it's just been, it's, no, good thanks. <laughs> it's, it's a tough industry and it's gotten tougher because the, the way that the industry is set up nowadays um, it's not the way it used to be. It's, it's, it's a tight-knit community, and it's a very different market, and record companies, like we get in technical discussion about record, they've been losing their shirts because of the digital age. But vinyl is coming back. Vinyl is coming back. And a lot of musicians would say, though, that um, you know now is the time to strike, though, because of the way the industry is changing. It's taking away the power of major record labels. Well, and it's giving back power to the people. Independent artists. Yeah. Like if you're an indie guy or an indie girl or an indie band or an indie solo artist, you're, you're better off. Way to be PC, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're better off just because that you can call your own shots and your own timelines. And what you put into it is always what you're going to get out of it, no matter what the field is. Um, but the, the market and the, the things that you can do now are just... Interesting. There's so much with social media, and if you don't promote yourself, 
whether you put posters out on a telephone pole in the village or you have a website. Anymore. It's not the same, but it's like you, it, you know, you gotta constantly promote yourself and convince somebody. Like I did it at a, like I, I I'll do self promotion randomly, and yeah. I was in an airport two days ago, and there was a musician talking to another musician, and I brought a CD down for you. Oh, and you it was gave it, it away? I gave it to the musicians because one was in Houston. I said my brother plays lives in uh, Houston. I said, but here, take a CD. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's funny you say that. And actually, one of my buddies was doing. Um, he's actually in upstate New York, and he does uh, like trivia questions. So he runs like a trivia company, and he was doing all this promo stuff. And he was traveling cross country, and I took, I told him, I said, hey, I I fly a lot. You know, I travel a little bit. Why don't you give me a bunch of your promo items? And I said, I'll pass them around in airports and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did for him for, <laughs> until I got rid of them all. But I, I went around different airports whenever I was flying out. And I passed them out. I put them on little tables. They were digging a new foundation in Manhattan. And they discovered a slave cemetery there. May their souls rest easy now that lynching is frowned upon. We've moved on to the electric chair. And I wonder who's gonna be president, Tweedledum or Tweedledummer? And who's gonna have the big blockbuster box office this summer? How about we put up a wall between the houses and the highway, and then you can go your way and okay, I yeah. can go my way. You know, if you got foot traffic or not, but it's a lot of that point of contact and... and oh, yeah. yeah. You never know what it's gonna open up for you. And I would love to do some promotion for you in the future. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, as, as much as I it, kind of travel brother. around, dude, pass me some merch. I'll, I'll, I'll give you merch. I'll give you comps. Yeah, that's, I'll, but, I'll, but that really, like, that, you know, when you're talking, like, a musical realm, that's how people, like, um, like, Annie DeFranco is, yeah. is a, that's, that's a workaholic that you'll never hear her on commercial radio. She's fantastic, But too. she has a cult following because that girl went out there busting her ass. Just being she who has she her is. own record label too. Right. I mean, she yeah. just kicks ass all yeah. around. But she never, she was relentless. Yeah. With it, like that's a person that, that was about total self promotion and just like this is who I am, take it or leave it. <laughs> and and fuck you if you don't like right, it. And there's a lot of Annie DeFranco's out there. And, um, again, it's what what you put into it, what you get out of it. Yeah. I feel like the Annie DeFranco's like Kimia Dawson does like a, a lot of the similar kind of grassroots Hamill uh, Ed Hamill. Mm -hmm. Hamill on trial. Mm -hmm. He does a lot of that same kind of. Well, actually, yeah, uh, I think Andy DeFranco signed Hamill on trial. Oh. Ed Hamill to get his first like record or two out. Yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, don't quote me on that. I won't.
what, what's, in, uh, what's in the works for the future? I know you've got... Life or music? Both. Um, well, life is a big challenge right now. Yeah. When <laughs> is it not? On a personal level. And it's been the most challenging. But change is um, really good. Yeah. It's uh, like I went to I went to a church sermon where they actually talked about how death brings about change, and that a lot of people—not a lot—but some people look at death as a big, scary, negative thing, as opposed to it's a change. It's a change of life. It's a change of existence, and it's a different expression of existence. And and while the person who dies leaves behind the living, the living have to learn how to exist without the person, and then the, but the person is really set free yeah. from, so life changes, I'm learning how to embrace it and not be afraid of it. <laughs> I'm not afraid to die, but like changes in life are scary. Es vida, es muerte, es vida. Pretty much what you said. Yes. <laughs> And uh, as far as what's in the works musically, um, I think I had this discussion with you. I discovered Father John Misty, and it gave your brother a kick in the ass because your brother's too busy playing in tribute bands and other bands, but not doing anything for himself. So we gotta get you into some peyote. <laughs> no. no. I accidentally had some peyote. Accidentally? Accidentally. How do you accidentally have peyote? I, I could explain. I ran down the road, pants down to my knees, screaming, please come help me. That Canadian shaman gave a little too much to me, and I'm writing a novel. Because it's never been done before. Think about a beautiful woman driving a hearse. First house that I saw, I wrote house up on the door. And told the people who live there they had to get out Cause my reality is realer than yours And there's no time in the present And there's a black dog on the bed I went to the backyard To burn my only clothes And the dog ran out and said You can't turn nothing into nothing This with me no more But that monkey might be right And if he is I'll be walking in my whole life I rode to Malibu On a dune buggy with Neil He said you're gonna have to drown me Now everywhere I go in West Hollywood is filled with people pretending they don't see the actress and the actress wishing that they could. We could do ayahuasca. Baby, if I wasn't holding all these trains. 
And the funny thing is, like the mo- the most famous song that John got the most flack for was "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds." And, <laughs> LSD. And, and, and it had nothing. To it he... had nothing to do with that. It was a it was a cartoon his, drawing by his son by his son Julian. And actually, the Lucy just died of cancer a couple of years ago. The real Lucy the that real he wrote Lucy. the song about. See, and, and I had a hard time believing that it was about the the painting that his son did, yeah. just because she had the kaleidoscope eyes, but, and, and, but, and the kaleidoscope really just shows you a lot of vivid imagery, yeah. and, and and being under the influence, it doesn't give you that like you're not like. Oh my god. No. But it gives you the heightened awareness of your senses. Yeah. And like some of the some of the wording and the storytelling, like maybe it was about the story, but it was I think it was highly influenced. Well Lennon was using yeah. all oh, that. Oh no shit yeah. he was. That's yeah. why it's hard to believe that Dr. he said Robert. it was about right. this painting. Yeah. I think it was about a mixture. Maybe yeah. it was well, about the, that the, painting. The, the, but t- the title. Yeah. The title. It was really about. Yeah, he wrote. He filled in all the blanks, but like, um, and he was always a wordsmith. Yeah. Lennon. You know, more, McCartney was a cabaret lyricist, where Lennon was the wordsmith. Lo- like, yeah. look at I am the walrus. Yeah. Crab a locker fishwife. What the hell is that? One can only Pornographic <laughs> priestess, you know, uh, yellow mellow, yellow yellow. What is it? Yellow mellow custard. Is it dripping from a dead dog's eye? Yes. Crab a locker fish white pornographic priestess. No. Boy, you've been a naughty girl. You let your knickers. I am the Eggman. Yeah, I am the Eggman. Goo-goo-goo-goo. What is goo-goo-goo-goo? I would imagine it's probably ejaculating, but I don't know. Goo-goo-goo. <laughs> <laughs> but knows? that's not me to decide. I'm crying. 
pants and t-shirts, stupid bloody jeans and man, you've been a naughty boy, you let your face grow long. Courtney, you know the song, Gotta get you into my life. I was alone, I took a ride, I didn't know what I would find there. Everybody thinks that's a love song. What is it? Gotta get you into my life is, is his love for marijuana. Oh, really? Every single line of word in that song. Is a pretty. It was a pretty good. Um, it's a strong case. Mind bender, but the fact of the matter is, McCartney never died. He got in a bad crash. That really happened, but he didn't die. And so neither, he switched from being righty to lefty. No, he was always lefty. He was a guitarist in the Beatles first. Yeah. Stu Sutcliffe was the bassist, and then McCartney, out of necessity, like McCartney plays. Uh, righty guitar. guitar, but he strings it not the way a righty would play it. It's so it's actually backwards. It, it yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's I'm, why I'm just asking because that was always a yeah. confusing fact for me to digest. Yeah, well, that's why, like, when you hear McCartney play, like on on the Abbey Road record. Yeah. Um, there's the three-part uh, darling always. Yeah, there's the three-part guitar solo between Harrison Lennon and McCartney, and every time you hear McCartney play a solo, it's a very distinct sound because he's always playing the the high, the upper register strings and notes, and a lot of people think on some of the Beatles songs that's Harrison playing the lead. And McCartney played a lot of lead guitar in those songs and didn't get credit for it. Credited for it. <laughs> and there's also Beatles songs where McCartney played drums and erased Ringo's tracks. Really? See, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, and I should know. I'm Did so Ringo rust know that? Ringo knew, oh, okay. and it was one of the Ringo's, one of the reasons that he quit at times. Do you know I saw the Circus Soleil Beatles Love in Vegas? Oh wow! Holy shit! Go. It's good. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. The, uh, Even oh, darling. second show since her husband died yeah and uh man she put on a beautiful show and we got upgraded we had the 
the back, back, back seats in the stadium, like the furthest back that you can imagine. And before the show started, they said, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I thought I was getting kicked out for something because I was, I was talking shit about, I bought two bottles of water and it cost me $16. So I was like, $16 to buy two bottles of water in this damn place? It better been the best water you ever drank. It was like the Sony. <laughs> so I thought, I, I looked at Pia and said, are they going to get me? I was like, does somebody hear me? And like, when I came downstairs, and I actually had my shoes off. I put my shoes back on. I walked downstairs. I said, yeah. I, what, what happened? They said, hey, do you want a, a free upgrade? I said, what do you mean? They're like, do you want to set up by the stage? I said, yeah. Were they yeah. trying to fill seats in? Yeah. So oh. there was two seats open in the front. Nice. We got up to the front, literally at one point of the show, Celine Dion next to us. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, oh, it was incredible, though. She's a little thing, right? Oh, yeah, she's yeah. yeah. But, you know, and she sings French, Pyrenees. Yeah, speaks, you know, so she knows all of her songs in French and in English, and she, it, it was just incredible. It was a great show. But what really blew our minds was when we went to the Circus Soleil, yeah. the Beatles love. The, the, I never got to see the show, but I... I picked up the soundtrack. George Martin and his son, Giles, I think, is George Martin's son, worked on that to, together. And I thought the remixes and the segues they did and, great. and what they did, and just the way they cleaned those songs up, especially the George Harrison portions, uh -huh. which I hear are the highlight of the show. Is that true? Now you saw the show. Dude. Go to the show. Go to the show. I'll go, go to just, the show. That's all I gotta say. I'm afraid go to go to, the to the Vegas, though. Why? Um, excess? No, no. Uh, what are you scared of? There's nothing else there. But I'm excess. afraid of Howard Hughes's ghost. Howard and getting Hughes's possessed ghost. by Howard Hughes's ghost. And the recluse. And never and never coming because you know Hughes owned three quarters Dude. of Vegas back in when he right before he checked out he bought he owned a lot of Vegas. Dude. He did. That's, That's old Vegas though. That's the True. Fremont. Yeah. You go down. But if I go to Vegas and I get possessed by Hughes's ghost, then I'm gonna have to build my own you freezer. Can hold me accountable. With my favorite ice cream in the yeah. freezer exclusively. And then piss in jars. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fremont is cool though. If you go down on Fremont Street, that's like uh, old Vegas. That's where you're gonna get. You can zip line across the entire Fremont Street, looking over everybody. Mm -hmm. And I would have been able to do it had I not been. Uh, incapacitated when I was there. Is Bono still in Vegas? Mm -hmm. No. No. Remember, that was a good music video. The streets have no name. Yeah. Where he's drunk in Vegas, just walking around. Really? Yeah. You never like, saw that video? You like too, Bono. U2 Bono. That's no. a great video. Check it out. I didn't even know he drank. I when I first saw like the some... video, I thought it was Robin Williams dressed up as Bono. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? But no, it's a great music video. They're drunk, walking around, just right. singing a song, and it's totally natural, and it's not scripted. Yeah. And the only one that was very serious about the music video was The Edge. Yeah, and, they're, um, and, a couple, and a couple of times, Edge was like sighing, like, holy shit, can we get this thing done? And Bono, come on. Quit jumping on cars and, you know, being over the top, but... That's Bono's job. Bono. Edge's job is Edge. to judge. It's the straight wall. Every, every Dean Martin and Jerry Jerry Lewis had a straight man.
Yeah, Red Rocks. Nevada. Red Rocks, yeah. And, um, and that was beautiful. That's... I, I drove out to Utah and went to Zion National Park. And uh, that was beyond phenomenal. Did you get to see Devil's Tower? Is that in Utah? Devil's I, Tower? If it is, I didn't go. I don't know Devil's Tower. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That, I remember that yeah, show. That, the, the, the mountain, Devil's Tower. The Native Americans said that it got its shape from a gigantic wolverine clawing into a mountain because it's very distinct looking. It's very yeah. weird. It's very weird. It's, the only, it's like one of the only structures on our planet that look like that. Next time you see Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. And I want to say it's in Utah, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I, that, that's I on know. the bucket list. I'd like to see that one day. You know, Utah, Oregon, Idaho, uh, maybe not Idaho so much, but Colorado, they got a lot of mountain ranges that I'd like to just take uh, like two years off and explore them. I was telling you when I think we had a text message going on, I was telling you I want to do the El Camino Santiago, the Santiago yeah. El Camino, the, uh, the trek from Spain to... Now from France to Spain. Oh. Uh, was that you that I was talking with? You, you were like, you, know, you were you were Jesse because uh, we were talking. I was talking about the Himalayas. I think we we're on a group thread, and I want to yes. I want to hike the base camp, seventeen thousand feet. Not necessarily hike Everest, but just get up to base camp and be at the foot of Everest. So and then how I think, old are you now? Uh, Forty-six. Forty-six. Shit. Are you? How really old are you? Thirty. Two. Yeah, how'd that happen? I don't know. <laughs> That's messed up. I'll be 33 soon, but you'll be 47 soon then. That's messed up. Right? Yeah. Yeah, shit. That happens quick. So let's do this. What? I don't know how we can do this, but let's say five, six, seven years. I don't know. But let's put a plan in order. Mm-hmm. Somehow let's do this one of these treks. Maybe the Camino. Maybe it's the one you're referring to. Well, mm -hmm. What's the one that you're referring the Himalayans. to? Himalayans. Oh, that sounds dangerous. Yeah. No, because we, no, can, we, yeah. can, we can sleep in a yurt with the, um, the Tibetans. Yeah. And we How can long get, does we, it take to do that trek? Well, if you, you have to fly in to China, Yeah. I think, and then take a bus... So the Camino and is then, like a and month. Then, and then you got to get a Sharper. Not a Sharpie. Yeah, sharper. I, I know what you're talking about. It's my accent. Do they have peyote? <laughs> they actually they have... They might have some. They have some wicked... Uh, some wicked ale. They, it's some potent, toxic stuff that they I'll make. Bring my own probably, it's probably equivalent to that. And... Um, We'll and they're big you, on tea. We'll get you to we'll get you to take some psilocybin for the first time. <laughs> no, you can. It would be great. Honestly, you'll Coolio. Was it Coolio? Yeah, Coolio was cool. Yeah, you had a Coolio. He had a cooking show. No, but he had a cooking show. Yeah. He had a cooking show. I didn't know he had a cooking Coolio, show. Coolio, it wasn't, it, it, I could, like Coolio's kitchen, 
And he was really serious. Like, he didn't like joking around in the kitchen. It, was, it wasn't like fry, fry, cooking me fry. <laughs> no, Julio was very, uh, he didn't cool. like no one messing around in the kitchen. Like, he took it very seriously. And I, I would watch it a couple times. And uh, he still had the Coolio hair, remember? Yeah, yeah. He had a hairstyle just as distinct as Princess Leia, yeah. I thought. Yeah, he was like the male version of Princess Leia. He was like... Uh, hair. Yeah. Hair. Yeah. But he also was... Uh, yeah, he's right up there like a character, like uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was, and he was extremely popular. And he had his his songs were good. Yeah, he he did a, a great job for himself. And his, uh, a soda I, machine? I do not know. <laughs> I'm know, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, random, random soda machines. You look like you know where a soda machine is. I think you're holding on. I, I do look kind of like I know where a soda machine might be stashed. Like, you look like a knowledgeable character of soda machines. Well, you gotta think about how many people might be out right now that might look like they know where a soda machine might be stashed. So, I mean, if you weigh out the odds... Oh, because you, you have the... She thought you'd drink a new beer out of a bottle. Potentially. Maybe that's why. Potentially, she thought that. What, by the way, that yeah, so your older brother doesn't drink, we've established that, that's now captured digitally on the task game, digital yeah. unit. Since you were 26. 26. Okay. So what is a... When I turn 26, I'll stop. What, what is a grog? What is this grog? The growl. Growl? The growler. Growler? What yeah. is this new thing that's going on? <laughs> it's not I'm out thing. of the loop. I don't know what a this is. A growler is a, 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 a 64 ounce... Uh, Basically, jug. But where did that originate from, and why is it catching on? I think, like, why is it probably like the Scandinavian countries? I would imagine, like Germany or. But is there something unique and special about it? Yeah, well, I mean, when you go to beer in a jug. Yeah, it's beer in a jug. That's all. It's when you go to like a brewery, they'll fill up your beer in a jug for like ten bucks, and it's sixty-four ounces. That's it. It's craft beer in a jug. In the candy vending machine, you got Snickers, and right next door to it, it to the Snickers, an E6 is the growler. What? <laughs> Alright, you're messing with me. But it might get to that, though, right? Is that what we're doing? That's, that's what I think is going to happen. You're going to see growler vending machines, like Redbox. But why don't we see beer vending machines now, then? In China, you do. In China, but this is in China. Uh, so you're saying in China you'll see developers <laughs> Maybe. Not here, but in China. In China, but I think it's going to work its way here. I don't know I what don't the growlers. But you know what? You know, actually in uh, in Canada, in Vancouver, they have um, crack pipe vending machines. Did you know this? This is true. And the reason being behind it was they're selling plastic lipped crack pipes on the on the glass portion so it doesn't cut crack pipe users mouths because what they've seen was a high rise in um, herpes and all these other STDs because of uh, people sharing crack pipes together and they're broken and cutting lips and they're passing it to one another and instead of 
fighting against it, what they did was try to universally say 25 cents. 25 cents you can put into a vending machine, you can get a brand new crack pipe that's not broken, and it's rubber on the tips so you don't have to break your lips. That's actually a true story about see, Vancouver. They say growlers and, and crack pipes. If you can incorporate them into your music, and they catch on somehow, you, you, that's the trick right there. I think your next record should be called Growlers and Crack Pipes. <laughs> We're writing that album tonight after this Growlers podcast. and Crack Pipes. But if you think about it, growlers are everywhere. People, people, people flock to... Get crack their pipes. jugs. Crack pipes are everywhere. How do, you, how do you make your music become an addiction? Look at you, segueing. That's hard to do. Yeah. Because it has to be something that appeals to a certain class of people only. Because not everybody drinks growlers, not everybody does crack. Yeah. So, so how do you blend them? Well, you'd, you'd have to cheapen yourself. Yeah. <laughs> And get down to the sub-human level of addiction and Maybe trend. at your album release party, you give away free crack and, <laughs> and growlers. And, <laughs> <laughs> and peyote. Yeah, and peyote. Well, you know, you, you definitely got to follow it. They might be following you for different reasons. Well, you see, Let me fu- get my next fix. Well, the funny, the funny thing is, like, and you know, you 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 used to, you were an actor in the Traveling Bone Sugar show, yeah. and I have to credit my, I'll say this for whoever's listening, that my brother would come out and he would jump on stage in an alien mask and sometimes fall down, and he would take a hit for the team and. And um, it didn't. It wasn't because I was on drugs that I liked the visuals. And to this day, to this day, I still know how to put on a production. And I'll get in a gig at the crack of dawn, and I'll set up crack. Right. I'll set up the stage all day until showtime, just to give people something to look at, as opposed to just listen to something. And the best compliment I got recently was that a couple used to go out to the Fillmore East and the Fillmore West and see some wild shows back in the day and they said that after after my concert they said that that was the best thing that they'd seen since those days and these were old hippies that obviously partook or you know, peyote a lot of everything <laughs> probably everything that was available at the time and um, they, they said you gave us a little bit back tonight about something we used to enjoy doing and, uh, and they, nice. I was like well what was it exactly there was like the whole thing the visuals the lights it wasn't just about the music and, and uh,
segment, maybe the fourth segment of the show, it's an hour long show, uh, had this guy um, talking about a, a program he created called uh, StoryCorps, and it was like random interviews with random people, just everybody has a story to tell, and one of his projects was in the Grand Central Station, he set up uh, a little uh, recording booth. And he fed people questions, and they would jump into the recording booth, and they would just ask each other these questions and try to answer honestly. And he got them all on like the Library of Congress, so they're all like, you know, uh, As the wind kicks up, we hear the first command. The captain takes the wheel, the sailors start to dance. We are sailors. The waves are rising and the water's deep There's no turning back And the waters of the troubled sea They bring a strong man to his knees And make a weak man cry Trouble sea, the waves are 
started doing, and I've been doing since actually January of this year, I, I call por portions of it uh, Monday Morning Motivation. So I call it mmm or MMM. <laughs> and uh, food for thought, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, I can smell it cooking. Yeah. So and, uh, it's just me randomly discussing uh, different, different thoughts that come across my head. And I have to, sh can I share one? An interesting yeah, one with absolutely. You? Okay. So I was at the Kennedy Space Center today. Yeah. And I was sitting there watching uh, the Apollo, one of the Apollo missions where they landed on the moon. I can't remember which one. It's not important, but one of the, <laughs> one of the Apollo missions where... where uh, Apollo Creed. Apollo <laughs> Creed, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it could have been the Neil Armstrong, whatever, you know, like just, and as I'm looking at the moon, and I look at the moon a lot, I have a C8 Celestron from our late uncle, Charlie, the telescope. So I've seen, I have a $450 lens I bought to really look at the moon, and I can see things really well with that lens. And the moon is one of these things that anybody can look up at the sky and they can see it at night and whether it's full or quarter or whatever it's always there it's a constant but watching the moon on film today and I had a, my, my best friend sitting with me I turned to him and I said what the hell happened to the moon he goes well what do you mean and I said it has so many damn craters and he immediately said the scientific thing. Well, you know, it's got no atmosphere and things have penetrated all the time. I said, yeah, but take a good look at it. Those craters are all different sizes and they look perfect. And all we know about the moon is what we've been taught to know about the moon. With no real big explanation on how those craters got there. And I said, and you know something? We have some craters on Earth, but look at the moon. It looked like it was attacked. And what if it was a civilization? Because yeah. all of the surface of the moon is basically ash. And the ash is there because of the craters and the stuff going up and settling back down on the surface. And for years and years and years, there was speculation about water and ice. And NASA's like, oh no, no, impossible. And now, oh yeah, there's water and there's ice on the moon. Well, if you take a good look at the moon and if you think of it as maybe it was very much like this was, but something really tragically bad happened, and those craters are a result of what's going to advanced technology and some big bad war that possibly happened there that could potentially happen here and I stumped my friend and there was no disputing it because it's the one cosmic body we can see really well that's documented in photographs and if you look at those craters and the abundance of them it's, it, it starts to make you think, what happened there? How did it wind up that way? And science will tell you, well, it happened because there's no atmosphere. Things can just penetrate it. Well, here's here's the thing that you got to try to debunk. We've, we've had telescopes looking at that forever. Not one thing has crashed into the moon in our, in our existence. And I find that a bit peculiar and a bit odd. 
because we've tracked things that have crashed into Jupiter, which is the biggest gas giant in the solar system. And you can basically take 1,300 planet Earths and stick it on the surface of Jupiter, which supposedly doesn't even have a surface. It's just a gas giant. I know I'm getting technical, but my point is, is that the moon is an interesting body in the sky because nothing has crashed into the moon yeah. in recent history, in our known history. But look at the surface of it. How did it get like that? And now the China, here's, here's where I'm going to stop with the moon. The Chinese, two years ago, landed the Rabbit rover on the surface of the moon. They released a couple of images, and already people were like, Oh, please, please, show us the old landing sites. Show us our old machinery from our old missions and the equipment that we left there. The Chinese said, these are the only images that we're going to release, and we're not sharing any of our images with the American public, and, they're, and they've become top secret. No one talks about what the rover is doing on the moon, where it's seeing. And I, I was excited, thinking like that was going to get everybody excited about the moon and traveling to space again, and getting to see our old vehicles up there, like the moon buggies, yeah. and the lunar uh, landers, and the LEM parts, and the flag. And why wouldn't the Chinese want to cash in on that, that expose yeah. that and show it unless, unless we never really went to the moon or or maybe the leaders of the world uh, and when I say the leaders of the world the really you know the people that are at the build of perceive as truth 
what we can kind of, what we're told are facts. And, what, we're, and, what we're told are facts, yeah. how we're taught and raised, yes. Yeah. And, and it's really hard to determine whether or not any of it is actually really true. But I always toy with the idea of this, you know, and you were talking about like the moon and like people, maybe a, a, a potentially a civilization being on it. And I think the same way about like Mars and Earth and, you know, ancient Egypt. Wow. Like we still can't figure that shit out. Uh-huh. Maybe that's because like, when people first came here in ancient Egypt, it was from a different planet, and we kind of created this whole world, and then once things happened, you know, it just kind of decayed into what our society all became, and then we learned from this society, and as we see, we're progressing slowly towards the same demolishing of our planet, and maybe the ruins of this planet will be projected on, now they want to go to Mars, the SpaceX program, you know, want to send these people to Mars and build this life on it. And maybe they're going to go there and start building stuff and then it's going to, you know, crush down, but then something's going to, I don't know. I, I, I really can't have answers for it because there's no way to really determine it without throwing out some crazy kind of theories. And I'm not in a position to throw out crazy theories. Talk to Branson. Right? Oh, he's the other de- guy. He's pretty delirious right now. He just got into that bicycle accident. I didn't hear about that. He, didn't, he fucking biked off a cliff the other day, like two days before that whole lunch pad happened, just this past week. Mm-hmm. Man, he said it was the first time in his life that he thought he was really going to die. Mm. It was, he was with his son and... Uh, I think it was just his son he was bike riding with and flipped off a mountainside and fell down a mountain, yeah. But he, he's crazy in general anyway. Yeah. So you want to ask him? Right, so you want to find out what's going on in this with, world? With, with, uh, would he know about the moon, you think? Yeah, I mean, he's in charge of that whole SpaceX program. Eli, is it Eli? No, Eli Musk. Eli Musk. No, oh, he's SpaceX? I thought it was Richard Branson. Eli Musk, well, SpaceX is Air Force owned. I thought Richard Branson did that shit, the Virgin dude. Virgin, but not SpaceX. SpaceX is, I think, a division of Air Force. That's Elon Musk? Yeah, like like where they took it. Richard Branson and Elon Musk are like the two dudes that are doing it all. Where they took us today when we went down to the space center they took us to the launch pads they actually showed us the new one that they're building nice. and we saw the spacex building which is really cool and they're building a new rocket in there which is supposed to launch by 2018 because they want to get people to mars by 2025 they're doing recycling and boeing too, right? and boeing is helping boeing That's has their cool. own little building and it, the rocket's really cool looking yeah. like we saw a prototype of it and but 39A is where they launched the Apollo missions and the shuttles. So 39B is a replica of 39A, but it's enormous. Nice. It's it's something like we saw the shuttle Atlantis today, hanging over our head, and it looked like uh-huh. something out of Star Wars. Was I didn't realize. Was Shane in front. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize the shuttle was that because on tp they don't look that big no no it's it took your breath away it made you it got you stirred up you know, like like we that thing was in space 
And all I could think about was, man, I hope they scrubbed all the radiation off the tiles and we're not being exposed to mass amounts of radiation. I can't uh, endure a, no a normal day out. I have to think about the OCD technicalities of... Yeah. Uh, see, like, when you say that, though, the, the only thing I think of is, like, when I go to see stand-up comedians... Uh, and I see them on stage, and then when I meet them after the show, they're so much smaller than what they look like on the stage. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a thin disguise. Yeah. I'm, I saw a comedian from Long Island recently that actually used to be in, par in Jim Brewer's touring show, oh, nice. and he played guitar in Jim Brewer's musical section of his comedy act. I can't think of the guy's name, but he... Um, He's from Long Island. Yeah, Brewer's from. Uh, and he drew. He drove himself up to Saratoga to do to do the gig, and so I I got to talking to him afterward, and he was perfectly polite, but he was raunchy as hell, <laughs> and uh, he had a lot of funny stuff to to say, but he was very raunchy, but he was not like that, off stage. He yeah. he's actually a musician, uh, so we were rapping about music, and then he tried to pawn his CDs on me. And I'm like, well, I just paid for admission and a ticket. Yeah. I can't really afford the CDs tonight. Yeah. But, uh, but if I had my own CDs, I probably would have swapped them. Yeah, yeah. Nothing about Jim Brewer. Well, ladies and gentlemen, is that it? We're gonna end. I it? don't know. What, what? How should we? How should we close? Uh, I mean, we can end it. We can continue tomorrow. I could edit it. it oh, you can edit it. Yeah. Shit. We might have more to talk yeah. about. This um, isn't the end of all ends. Turn this up. Yo. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Yes. No, no. Yeah. No beat. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no beat. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Bring it. Bring it. Heaven only knows. Uh -huh. Cause I don't understand. Understand now. Won't you tell me, please? Tell me. What's the master plan? Master plan. Spent so many days. Many days. Sitting on a cloud. Sitting on a cloud. Heaven only knows. Only God knows. So I'll just move Yo. around. Tell him. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. I break out of my physical shell and exhale past the so-called body. Uh, Used to go to the party, uh, but now I sit and chill with the pen, pen and the pad. pad. Dropping ill philosophical science, me and my dad, we talk about life right. and how it started. How we departed from life's path and probable right math. The task at hand is making people understand that we're not who we think we are. Within this land of the north, the cause of souls could be so high. People be getting high, wondering why we die, but it's all planned. Right. Get your fear, take the hand. We keep on returning, cause the lessons need learning. Concerning what the fact I sing and I rap, I hold this mic contact. Critics can step back and analyze. Huh. I energize with cosmic rays and days the igno. Getting my signal from the knows. sun. Uh. Cause I don't understand. Don't understand. Won't you tell cause me? Cause I pray please. every day. What's the master plan? The master plan. Spend so many days. Many days. Sitting on a cloud. Sitting on a cloud. Heaven only knows. Only God knows. So I'll just move. So I riddle me this. Riddle me this like this. Melodical, prodigal flows. Not a blows to brain pieces. Telekinesis. When I reach this pinnacle, cynical, clinical microphone, Autobots. Waiting on lotto spots, trying to rock. But yo, they can't understand. There's only one plan. The time is at hand. Maybe they get two. The people of the sun return to free the righteous children now. I know you want to be on top of the world. Giving a dominant pearl to your girl. Watching the jacuzzi swirl. Seems like material lust. We need to look up to the 
have is more imperial trust me it's kind of hard when you rob sometimes everybody wants to scrutinize redefine who you are but every person is a star so let your light shine more and praise god only knows because i don't understand don't understand now won't you tell me please tell me please. what's the master plan i want to know the plan spend so many days many days sitting on a cloud heaven only oh, no. knows you feel this so I'll sing it with me like I, sing it with me like sing it with me like la 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 They said, uh, if you're free then, uh-huh. then we'll start revolution and Babylon cannot defeat them. Right, no. And they don't want that. And they don't want if that. Free them. Free them. Then we'll start revolution uh-huh. and Babylon cannot defeat them. Modern revolution. Modern revolution.